Good evening. My name is CG Hawk and I am about to do my recap of Game 4 of the 2020 World Series between the Dodgers and Tampa Bay Rays. Let's get into this recap of Game 4. Game 4 came into play with the Dodgers leading 2-1 in this best of 7 series. And this is probably one of the most insane games I've seen in a while. And you could harken back to famous World Series games of the past. One that comes to my mind right away is the 2011 World Series between the St. Louis Cardinals and Texas Rangers. Game 6 is one of the most dramatic World Series of all time when... St. Louis Cardinals looked like they had been left for dead multiple times during the game. And David Fries will forever be known as a Cardinals legend. For example, he fell behind in the count. He's let down to his last strike, last batter of the game. And he made amazing things happen to get the Cardinals to win game six. And then win game seven and win the World Series. Unbelievable. This is similar to... I personally don't think it's as unbelievable as Game 6 of the 2011 World Series. That will forever be, to me personally, one of the most dramatic endings ever. So let's get into this game. First, the starting lineups for the Dodgers. Mookie Betts in right. Corey Seager in shortstop. Justin Turner at third base. Max Muncie at first base. Will Smith catching. Cody Bellinger, designated hitter. AJ Pollock in center, Chris Taylor in left, and Kike Hernandez at second base. And on the mound is Julio Urias, who is the first starter for the Dodgers, after Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw. So Walker Bueller and Clayton Kershaw, the first two. Then Julio Urias. And then that's probably all they have. They don't really have another starter after Urias. So they have to go back to a bullpen guy like Toy Goslin or Dustin May as the other starter. So Urias took the mound. And for the Tampa Bay Rays in the lineup, first, leading off at first base, Yandy Diaz. Batting second, designated hitter, Randy Arzarena. Without him, I just can't imagine the Rays having any success in the playoffs. Until the World Series, he's probably one of the few, if only, guys on the team who's hitting over 200. And without him, they would have been eliminated, probably against the Yankees. I think they might have been able to sneak past the Jays, which they did with this poor defense offense, even without Arizona. But if he wasn't hitting this well, I think against the Yankees, they would have been dispatched. Batting third, Mike Brassell at third base. The game five of the ALDS against Yankees hero with his game big game home run in the eighth inning to give the Rays the lead and win the series. Batting cleanup, Manny Margot in left. Batting fifth, Brandon Lau at second base. Batting sixth, Willie Adamas at short. Batting seventh, Hunter Renfro in right. Batting eighth, a change to the lineup with Mike Zanino catching. But batting 8th instead of ninth, and batting ninth, Kevin Kiermeyer in center field. And on the mound, Ryan 
Yarborough, who this was their fourth starter after they had Tyre Glasnow, Blake Snell, Charlie Morton, and now Ryan Yarborough took the mound. The goal for him was to probably go four innings, five innings, maybe. Don't he didn't need to go extremely long, like seven innings, that'd be insane for Ryan Yarborough. He's definitely a good long relief, spot starter, good fifth starter. Fun fact, I actually had him in my last year's fancy baseball squad. I had got Ryan Yarbrough off the waiver wire, and he was very successful in getting me as a reliever for me. So I was glad to have Ryan Yarbrough, especially since he's a spot starter, like I mentioned. He could go five innings maybe, and that helped my fantasy points Whereas a guy going only one inning, one batter all the time, that wouldn't really help. But Ryan Yarbrough going longer distances helped for sure. So Ryan Yarbrough took the mound. Now let's get into the scoring. Game started off for the Dodgers getting on the board right away, which is they've been doing during most of the series, with Justin Turner hitting a home run off Ryan Yarbrough of two outs. This was big. It was his 12th career postseason home run for Justin Turner, breaking Duke Snyder, the Dodger legend's record of 11 postseason home runs. One fact about that is that Duke Snyder only played in 36 postseason games, whereas Justin Turner just played his 70th postseason game. So two differences to look at the amount of games. Duke Snyder only 36 games to get to 11, whereas Turner took him 70 to get to 11. But both great records to look at, and congratulations to Jesse Turner, who is one of my favorite baseball players, getting a record-breaking one. So he hit a home run off Yarborough, two outs. The next scoring happened in the top of the third for the Dodgers, when Corey Seager hit a home run of two outs. He's been hitting very well in this postseason, which is good to see. I'm a Corey Seager fan. I'm glad to see him hitting a lot better in this postseason series. He's batting 500 as of this game. He's batting 500 in the four-year series, which is very good. So good job by Corey Seager to get a homer, 2-0 Dodgers. Then in the bottom of the fourth, when the Rays finally got on the board. When Randy Arena, the man, Mr. Tampa Bay himself, Hit a homer off Julio Rios with no outs. His ninth home run of the postseason, which unbelievable. I have to admit, I did not probably don't watch the Tampa Bay Rays very often. I've watched the National League a lot more, so I know a lot more about the National League batters and hitters and players than I do some of the American League squads. And I personally did not know who Randy Rosarena was going into the playoffs, but. Now I definitely know who he is. He has introduced himself to me in a big way. His ninth homer of the postseason. He already broken Evan Longoria's six postseason home runs back in 2008 for breaking a franchise Tampa Bay record. And nine in a postseason series is amazing, but can he get double digits with 10? That would be insane. And look at it this way. That's a Justin Turner's 12th postseason home run in his career and Randy Rosarena 
has nine in only this postseason. Not multiple postseasons, but this just this season. So in um, five, seven, uh, let's see, seven, 14. Yeah, like a, less than 20 games, he's hit nine home runs. Unbelievable. They moved to bottom of the fourth inning. No, top of the fifth inning. The Dodgers scored again. That was probably their MO during this postseason a lot. They would score, then got the other team would score, but they would be able to make a impact and score again. Which so it would not fall behind. They didn't fall behind very many times. Literally they strike first. So Dodgers get on the board again with a Max Muncy single on a sharp line drive to Hunter Renfro. Corey Seager scored, but Max Muncy was overzealous and was thrown out at second on a throw by Hunter Renfro to Mike Zeno to shortstop Boy Damas. 3-1 Dodgers. Moved to the bottom of the fifth. Hunter Renfro just had that great throw to nail Max Muncy. Came back in the next inning, bottom of the next inning, and hit a homer to make it 3-2 Dodgers at this point. Hunter Renfro, he's on the team for his offense and his okay defense. He hasn't been hitting very well this postseason. The Rays definitely need him to start producing because Randy Arena and Brandon Lau have been very good. But Hunter Renfro, he needs to start hitting bombs, which is why he is a key cog in this lineup. So Hunter Renfro hits homer, free two Dodgers after five. Top of the six, Dodgers scored again. Enrique Hernandez doubled a ground ball to Manuel Margot. Will Smith, who's on base, scored, and A.J. Pollock moved to third base. 4-2 L.A. And in pitching, Ryan Yarbrough only lasted three and a third, five hits, two runs, two earned, one walk, one strikeout, allowed those two home runs. He was okay. Not great, but I wasn't. no one's expecting him to be the next Sion or unsensational. He didn't do awful enough where the Dodgers took a big lead. He kept them at bay a little. And Julio Rios went four and two thirds, four hits, two runs, two runs, one walk, nine strikeouts, which is very good, and his two home runs he allowed. So he pitched okay. His pitch count was high. That's why he had to leave only after four and two thirds. Blake Trinan was abysmal again. He's not looked good this postseason. He allowed two runs. I don't really know what's going on. I thought he was one of the better relievers. He used to be great on the Oakland A's and our squads. I thought maybe he'd be a good pickup for them. But he's just looked off. For a veteran, that's a little surprising. So he looked bad. And after Rinkerace Hernandez doubled 4-2 LA. Bottom of six, Brandon Lau homered on a fly ball center field. Scoring three runs. So Randy Rizner scored. G-Man Choi scored, who had pinch hit earlier in the game. That's why he was on base. And it was 5-4 Tampa Bay after six. But then, of course, in the seventh, the Dodgers scored again. Jack Pearson singled on a line drive to Hunter Renfro. 
deflected by Brandon Lau. Corey Seager scored. Justin Turner scored. Cody Bellinger was thrown out at third base. At third on the throw. That was key. If he had not been thrown out, he could have been singled home later. It could have been a 7-5 Dodgers lead, not 6-5. Keep in mind that 6-5 is a key turning point in this game. Then in Vom 7th, Tampa Bay scored again when Kevin Kiermaier hit a home run on a five ball center field, 6-6 after 7. Dodgers' bullpen has been very poor this postseason. It hasn't hurt them that often with Walker Bureau pitching so unbelievably excellent. Clint Kershaw has been excellent as well. That hasn't hurt them. But a lot of these guys who they've been brought in have been very poor. Pedro Baez, unacceptable. Blake trying has not been very good. Adam Korak has been pretty bad lately, but in this game he is excellent. And in the World Series, he's been good in his limited action. So Adam Korak was not to blame. Gortal, I'm a fan of his. He allowed one hit. Got one out, though. So he can't be too blamed for this. So Dodgers, Ray 6-6 after 7. Then top of the 8th, Corey Seager scored on a soft fly ball. Soft single, Dawson Meadows. Chris Taylor scored. So 7-6, Dodgers after 8. At this point, you could say, it's all over. The game is finally done. I want to go to bed. Rays, gone. Since this 3-1 lead will be too much for the Rays, they'll be gone in 5, most likely with Clint Kershaw shutting them down the next game. But, theatrics happened. When in the top of the ninth, a key defensive switch. Brett Phillips came into the game as the right fielder, a defensive switch. And if you say, who's Brett Phillips? He is a man who is well known in some circles. He used to be on the Kansas City Royals. His batting, not his success. Good defenseman, good runner, good fielder. And Brett Phillips has been on a ice cold streak as of late. Hadn't been hitting at all lately. Came in batting 100 in his last 10 games. Not anything to laugh about and go, oh, he's been so good for me. No, he has not looked great as of late. But some nice people who don't you don't expect to do big, make biggest things happen. The most unlikeliest of heroes can come out of nowhere and win a game for you or do something amazing. Sometimes the biggest stars can struggle mightily, whereas people you don't expect to make a contribution can come out of the woodworks and do just that. So in the top of the knife, after the Rays did not score in the bottom of the eighth, Will Smith flied out to Austin Meadows. Chloe Bellinger flew out to Kakirmeyer. Jack Pearson got a single on a sharp ground ball to Brett Phillips. And then Chris Taylor flew out. So we moved to the bottom of the knife. This is where the action happened. And this will go down as one of the most sensational, unbelievably mind-numbingly crazy endings in a while. Yoshi Tugushu replaced the catcher of Mexicano to lead off the bottom of the knife. Tugusso struck out swinging. So there was one out against closer Kenley Jansen. Cameron Kiermaier, next batter, single on a five ball to Chris Taylor. 
Then Joey Wendell lined out to make it two outs. They had a mound visit. Pitching coach went to talk to Kelly Jansen. So two outs. Kim Hirmeyer on. Then Randy Areza, the man, Mr. Tampa Bay, walked to move Kim Hirmeyer to second. So two on, two outs. And Reserina walking probably wasn't the worst thing ever to happen. He's been hitting so scalding as of late in the past few games. Him walking is probably a better idea or decision and let it happen than he gets a home run or he hits a double or single, get on base. Just walking, oh well. And why do I say oh well? The man coming up to bat was Brett Phillips, who I just mentioned his poor offensive numbers and performance as of late. But Brett Phillips came in, bottom knife, two on, two out, and got a base hit. A small, lightly hit line drive to center fielder Chris Taylor. Chris Taylor bobbled it out in center field. Kim Kermeyer scored. Randy Andereza was running and running and running and running. He was fully out by a mile. He passed third base. The third base coach said, stop, stop, come back, come back. But Andereza was probably going to fall. <laughs> At this point, he's running. Looked like he was going to trip. And the throw into the catcher, Will Smith for the Dodgers. Will Smith was unaware of where Arizona was, and he didn't realize he had pretty much fell and tripped on the base paths. And Will Smith did one of those classic right-handed with the catcher's mitt, swipe tags. And basically when he got the ball, he did one of the swipe tags, and he wasn't holding on to the ball, so the ball flew out of the glove and rolled away. And Arizona, even though he'd fallen, Manson crossed the plate before Will Smith could get the ball back because it was too late. And that was a big problem. Saran Areza scored. And Brett Phillips got to second base on a missed air- catch error by Will Smith. Then he advanced to second, by also by the error by Chris Taylor. So two horrific errors by Chris Taylor and Will Smith cost the Dodgers this game. 8-7 Tampa Bay Rays W to tie the series up at 2. And the combinations why the Dodgers lost this game were poor bullpen pitching, poor defense in the most crucial moments at the end of the game with two on, two out. All could go wrong and went wrong with Chris Taylor and Will Smith having big problems. And the Dodgers should have won this game. They looked like they had it all sewed up. But instead, they lost in a series that could have been 3-1, went to 2-2. And 2-2 is a completely different animal than 3-1. If the Rays had come back and win tonight's game, then it could be a completely different series. Whereas if they lose, it's still 3-2, not undo, un- completely unhospital. Harder, of course, 3-2 is harder than... 2-2 or 3-2 having that advantage but not over yet even if they lose today they still have Tuesday to write the ship to tie up at free and then they would have Wednesday to try and win it all and since there's not home field advantage per se there is more Dodgers fans at Globe Life Park in Arlington than Rays fans by far but the crowd is not insane or is not like whoa thousands thousands and thousands of Dodgers fans screaming going insane 
not Fadson's Fadson and Tampa Bay race fans go insane. The home field advantage is kind of mitigated compared to the past. For example, the 2011 World Series when the Cardinals won, it must have been going crazy with their offense getting those final hits. And I guess I could talk a little bit about Game 5, which is going on currently. It's currently in the bottom seventh, 4-2, Dodgers. And my goal is to, when this game ends, probably add in a little bit of like the game ended 6-2 or whatever the final score is, but might as well discuss most of the game before we get off talking. So game five, 2-2 series, complete every animal. The lineups for the visiting Dodgers in this game are Mookie, Betts, and right field leading off, Corey Seager at second, at shortstop, Mr. Turner at third, Max Muncy at first, Will Smith DH this time, Cody Bellinger at center, Chris Taylor at second, which is probably good considering some of the errors he'd made in the previous game. Jock Peterson left, and Austin Barnes catching, batting ninth. He and Will Smith have been doing the share of catching. And I think it's a good idea to give Barnes a start instead of Will Smith. And from what I've noticed, it seems that Barnes is more the personal catcher for Clint Kershaw than Will Smith is. Which makes sense because Austin Barnes has been on the team for a while and he's probably caught Kershaw many times. And on the mound was Clayton Kershaw looking to complete and show even more improvement. Pitched excellent in Game 1 of the World Series. Looking to do that again in Game 5. And the Rays starting lineup was Yanni Diaz at first, leading off Randy Reza and DH batting second. Brandon Lau at second, batting third. Manny Margot in left, batting cleanup. Hunter Renfro right, batting fifth. Joey Wendell at third, batting sixth. Will Damas, shortstop, batting seventh. Kirk Hermeyer batting eighth in center this time. And Mighty Knife, the catcher, Mike Zanino. Back to his regular knife spot in the order. Then pitching. Tampa Bay started Todd Glasnow, their Game 1 starter. He had some big problems in Game 1. He pitched pretty well for most of the game until towards the end when he ran out of gas, ran out of steam, evidenced by his 112 pitches. He kind of fell apart. The Dodgers got to him. In this game, he had another bad game, per se. It wasn't unbelievably bad. It wasn't great. But instead of towards the middle or end of his performance having bad problems, it was the beginning where he got off to a bad start. First innings are always the worst. They can completely disorient a pitcher. Their uh, frame of mind completely be altered by a bad first inning. Whereas if a team gets like the base loaded and they can't score, it can energize the pitcher saying, well, they tried, they couldn't do it, maybe I can be better. And a lot of times, if a team doesn't get to a pitcher in their first inning, there can be a lot of more success for the pitcher. That's just kind of the nature of baseball. So go back to the scoring. We start out in top of first. Corey Seager singled on a sharp ground ball to right fielder Hunter Renfro. Mookie Betts, who had gotten on base, scored. one nothing LA. Then in that same inning, Cody Bellinger singled on a sharp ground ball to Brandon Lau. Corey Seager, who had got that RBI, scored. Max Muncy moved to second, who was already on base. 
And 2 nothing LA after the top of the first. Then in the top of the second, the next inning, Jock Peterson homered on a fly ball to center field. Make it 3 nothing Dodgers. Jock Peterson needed to start hitting. And that was good of him to get a home run because he hadn't been hitting really at all this postseason, especially in the World Series compared to some of these guys. So 3 nothing Dodgers after two. We moved to the bottom of the third when the Rays got on the board. Yanda Diaz tripled on a line drive to Mookie Betts. Kim Kermeyer scored. Randy Reza singled a ground ball to Jack Pearson. Yanni Diaz scored. 3-2 Dodgers after the bottom of the third. And then the final amount of scoring in this game so far was in the top of the fifth when Max Muncy hit a homer on a fly ball to right center field. 4-2 Dodgers after five. And that is all the scoring so far in this game, which has entered the top of the eighth. That's where it stands right now. The Tampa Bay pitching line was five innings for Ty Grasnow, six hits, four runs, four earned, three strikeouts, seven, three walks, seven strikeouts, two home runs allowed. His ERA is 9-6-4. Paul looks a little worse than he's performed. He had some bad luck in game one towards the end. He pitched okay for most of it. And this game, he had got off to a bad start, and he managed to limit the damage to only four runs, which could have been worse. So that could be a good sign, I guess. And it's a, I don't think he's going to get another chance to pitch in this series. It's probably his last chance. Because even if, let's say, the Rays come back and win this game, it, that would be game six. I mean, game five, they'd win. Then game six, if they won, it would be over. But even if they lost Game 6 after, it would be free-free. And Game 7 would be the final one. At this point, it looks like it's going to be Game 6 is going to be Blake Snell. And Game 7 is going to be Tri Morton. So Tri Glasnow is probably done. And then Aaron Loop, the left-handed sinker bar, underhand specialist. I'm a big fan of Aaron Loop. Good reliever. Came in, got two outs. One walk. His ERA is 9, which is pretty bad, but he performed well in this game. Then Castillo, Dylan Castillo came in. He's looked great in this postseason. His ERA is 3.38 so far. He had one inning pitched with one out to get that last out for in loop. And Castillo allowed no hits, no runs, no earned, no walks, no nothing. Great job by Castillo. And currently, Ryan Sharif is pitching for the Tampa Bay Rays. His ERA is zero so far in number six pitches thrown. Good job by Sharif. We'll see how he can continue to perform. And for the Dodgers, it was Kershaw who went five and two thirds. Five hits, two runs, two earned, two walks, six strikeouts. Good performance by Kershaw. Second good one of the World Series. Which is not something you could always say about how he's looked in past playoffs. And then for Justin May, he went one and a third, two strikeouts. Great bounce back performance for Justin May. He struggled mightily recently, but he was great in this one. And I'm a big Justin May fan, so good job for him. One and a third, getting two key strikeouts for the Dodgers. And currently, there's some guys on the bench that could come in, maybe Mike Brassow. G. Manchoy, Perez, Brett Phillips, and Tuswigo. 
Tiswigo and Phillips are left-handed outfielders. Bresso, right-handed. For the baseman, G-Man Choi, lefty first baseman, and Perez, lefty catcher. G-Man Choi, he's only batting 143. He's played, started in some games, came off the bench in mostly every game. He's been a key pinch hitter, pinch runner, man of all trades for the Rays. In all likelihood, they'd rather be starting the game based on his name recognition and what they envisioned from him. But he's just been hitting so poor as of late that he's not really any other option. And the Dodgers currently on the bench. They have Beatty, Kike Hernandez, AJ Pollock, and Rios. And pretty much Pollock and Kike Hernandez have been spot starters here and there. They've started various games throughout the postseason. Like the game before, game four, Kiki Hernandez and Pollock both started, but in this game they both were on the bench. Normally that happens when Austin Barnes doesn't play and Will Smith is catching. One of them will be the DH, but when they have to put in Barnes, one of those guys, Pollock and Hernandez, has to get moved to the bench. So after top of the eighth, there's two outs. It looks like it's going to the bottom of the eighth soon. This game's close, 4-2. Dodgers, we'll see if the Dodgers can hold on. This bullpen has been very shaky. Shut the door to make it 3-2 Dodgers. And then Tuesday, they would have to win that, and then they could win the World Series. And based on potential pitching Latchups right now, it looks like it's going to be for game six. Blake Snell for the Tampa Bay Rays. And for the Dodgers, this is more iffy. That's kind of why it's vital for them to win this game five. Because it gives them room in case they lose game six. It gives them room. Because right now, Game 3 was started by Walker Bueller, and then Game 4 was Julio Rios, Game 5 playing Kershaw. So at this point, Game 6 looks to be set up for Tony Goslin or probably Tony Goslin for Game 6, which isn't the best. But Walker Bueller can't go on that much day's rest. He last played on the 23rd of October. And game six is October 27th, so I don't think that's enough time rest for Bueller to come in. So Tony Goslin could start game six, and if the Dodgers won, the World Series would be over if they won tonight. But if they lost, they could hand Bueller game seven, which would be the best scenario for them. So they have set up for Bueller game seven, and probably facing. Try Morden if they get to a game seven. Thanks for listening to my 2020 recap of Game World Series between Rays Dodgers. This was game four and game five recaps. Game six I shall be doing on Tuesday. And if there is a game seven, that will be on Wednesday. Or game six will be the final one of these recap series I've been doing for the 2020 World Series. Greatly enjoyed them. Especially this one. This is probably my favorite one I've done 
of the five games so far. Game three wasn't that interesting, so that one wasn't that interesting for me. One or two were fine, but this one's probably my favorite. So thanks for listening to this. I'll talk to you soon.